0: Our first reading is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 11 to 20, and can be found on page 197 at the back of the church Bible. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light? He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him all things in heaven and on earth were created. Things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the gospel reading, which is from Luke chapter 23, verses 33 to 43. And can be found on page 85. Alleluia, Alleluia. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged hanged there kept deriding him and saying, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not fear God? since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: A very good morning to you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we have sung your praises and we have heard your most holy word. May you reign in our hearts and may we have a greater picture of you in your glory. And as you reign, be with us now for your sake. Amen. This year, a report has been published within this country about what people of faith and no faith think about Jesus Christ and the church. The report was published just a few weeks ago and it's entitled Talking Jesus Report. The aim was to discover what the people of this country think about Jesus, about faith, about the church, and these were some of the results about Jesus Christ and what the people of this country think about him. 33% think Jesus is a prophet or a spiritual leader. 25% thought that Jesus was a normal human being. 22% thought that Jesus was a mythical or fictional character. And 20% Said that Jesus is God in human form. The results were mixed, but that last one for many has been surprising. 20%, one in five in our country, believe Jesus is God in human form. Today, as Mark has said, is Christ the King Sunday. It's actually the final Sunday in the church year, it's sort of our New Year's Eve. And today we think together about what it means for Christ to be king. It's not so much a celebration like Christmas or Good Friday where we think about a moment in Christ's life. Today at the end of the church year we pause to reflect about who Christ is. The king. And it took me a long time to realize that Christ isn't a surname for Jesus. I'm sure you probably know that. It's not Jesus Christ that you'd have looked at in the old days in the yellow pages. Christ is a title. It's a description of who he is. Jesus the King. Christ, the Anointed One. And so Christ the King, this sort of King the King. It's like Teacher the Teacher. Builder the Builder. It's emphasizing in two words the reality of who our Saviour is Christ the King and so today we will return to that passage from Colossians page 197 if you have your Bibles to see what the Apostle Paul said about Christ the King Colossians 1 and that passage particularly verse 15 to 20 has been described as one of the great ancient hymns to Christ a poem, a song It's been described as the Mount Everest of biblical descriptions of who Christ is. And so if you were to ask the first Christians and the Apostle Paul, why is Christ the King? From this passage, he would give us at least two reasons. And they're as mind-blowing today as they were in that first context. Christ is King firstly because he's made everything. And secondly, Christ is king because he has reconciled everything. So have a look with me at verse 16. Christ is king because he has made everything. Do you see what that verse says? For in him, or through him, all things were created. All things were made. Think about this cosmos spinning around our galaxies right now. What does that verse say? Christ is king. Christ is king of everything in this world. Why? Because he has made everything. From the heavens to the earth. From the visible. The peak district. The North Pole. The Himalayas. The people beside you, in front of you, behind you. The people you live next to this city of Sheffield, this world, all things and everything, Paul says, have been made by Christ. And so Christ is king of everything. Anything and everything you and I can think of, anything and everything that we touch and we see and we hear. The remarkable news is that the man who was the son of a carpenter the man who was born a baby in Bethlehem, that one is no less than the source of all creation. Christ is king because he has made all things. We're about to approach Advent and then Christmas. Little Jesus, meek and mild. Do you see how these words, this hymn, this song of Christ revolutionizes our idea of who he is. Yes, he was the baby born at Bethlehem. But today he is the king of kings. Because he made all things. And in the first century, where Rome was the empire of the day and Caesar was the king... To say that a man who died on a cross is the king of the universe was as ridiculous as it would be for you to go up and down your street tomorrow and say that Jesus is king. What sort of reaction would you get, I wonder? What reaction would I get as you talk with friends and family, those that you see this week, and say that Jesus is king? And yet that is the reality of our world. Have a look behind me at the stained glass window. There you will see a depiction of Christ the King with St. Paul and St. Peter on either side. Christ the King. And yet if you were to come back at 11 o'clock, the screen will come down and the image of Christ the King will be hidden. You know it's there, I know it's there, but the good people of 11 o'clock might not realise it's there. This is the world we live in, a world of many different ideas and beliefs. And yet behind it all, whether people realise it or not, Christ is King. I didn't know much about this festival, Christ the King, so I've been learning about it and discovered it's actually, in the history of the church, a very new festival. 1925 was its beginning, which, while it seems a long time ago, when the Church has been in existence for 2,000 years, it's quite a blink in the eye. Pope Pius XI wanted to find a way to respond and react to the troubles and powers of Europe, to rising communism in the East and rising fascism within Italy and the murmurings of what would become Nazi Germany. And Pope Pius XI wrote this, that the manifold evils in the world are due to the fact that the majority of men and women have thrust Jesus Christ out of their lives. That Jesus has no place either in private or public affairs. With God... Pope Pius XI said, and with Jesus Christ excluded from political life, with authority not derived from Christ, but by humanity, the result is that human society is tottering to its fall because it no longer has a solid foundation. 97 years ago, But as we look out at our world, at our country, at our society and within Europe, it's hard not to agree with that Pope. And so he said, when once humanity recognised both in private and in public life that Christ is king, the stained glass window behind us is correct, society will at last receive the great blessings of real liberty well-ordered discipline peace and harmony Jesus Christ is king over all because he made everything and you see what that means for us and our society today many in our country think that to be truly human to be truly alive to live to one's potential is to decide for yourself how to live to be king or queen of one's own life. But think, if Christ is king of everything, if he has made you and I and every person on this planet, then where is true life and flourishing found? Where do we discover what it means to be truly alive, truly human, the people we were made to be? Well, only when we discover who Christ is Verse 15, he is the image of God. We want to know what it means to live. We are to look to him. Pope Pius XI, again, Oh, what happiness would be ours if all individuals, all families, all nations would but let themselves be governed by Christ. And each and every one of us who is a Christian here today knows the joy and peace, the blessing, the security of not being king or queen of our own lives, of having another. Because, verse 16, we have been made through him and for him. We have been made by Christ and for Christ. That is the goal and purpose of our lives to know Him, to love Him, to become like Him. And so Christ is King, firstly, because He's made everything, and secondly, more briefly, because He has reconciled all things. Many in our society, many even in the church, have become very wary of power, of authority. We know the saying, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. But have a look at how Christ used his power. Verse 19, God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him, by him, to reconcile to himself all things whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through his blood. In verse 19, we have Christmas and Easter together. The babe born that first Christmas has all the fullness of God dwelling in him, truly God and truly man. And yet, do you see how he uses his power The one by whom all things were made dies a criminal's death. The one who is the author of life wears a crown of thorns. And in our Gospel reading, again and again, the evangelist Luke speaks of Christ being king. The soldiers and those around Jesus mock him. If you're the king... Why don't you save yourselves? He saved others, but he can't save himself. The notice above Jesus' own head read, King of the Jews. And the thief next to Jesus on the cross. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Here is the King of Kings, the one who, even as he is dying, is sustaining the whole universe. Here is the one who flung stars into space, and yet, with nail torn hands, bleeds for peace peace with God. Peace for those who are far off. Peace for those who were enemies. Peace for those like the thief who hadn't done anything to deserve it. Peace for those like the Apostle Paul who had lived as though Christ wasn't king. This is the first year in many years that the Church of England celebrates Christ the King with a king on the throne, King Charles III. And you might recall a few months ago the videos of those protesters, Not My King. That's how each of us have lived. We are naturally thieves, robbing Christ of what is his. We were made by him and for him. Those protesters were pushed to one side, incriminated, taken to the police offices and given a dressing down. We live our lives saying, not my king, and the king of love dies for us. Back in Colossians, the Apostle Paul is bold enough to say that he has qualified us Verse 13, to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. You and I this day are citizens of Christ, brothers and sisters of his kingdom. Christ, the one who is king over all. King because he's made everything, king because he's reconciled everything. And so may we know at the end of this church year, Christ, the one who reigns in our hearts, Christ, the one who is the hope of glory, Christ in you. In Jesus' name, Amen.